Hello, my name is Hall Levin, and you are listening to Little Dragon's Journey. 你好，我叫李静晨，你正在听小龙的旅程。January into February, floating, flying. Dear reader, or listener, hello again. Where am I? Let's begin with this moment. Right now, I am double masted in a road to myself, on a plane to Taiwan. It all seems a bit surreal to be flying. Am I floating in a dream or finally flying? Finally flying seems to be the answer. However, as you can guess, getting to this point was not an easy task. As I mentioned previously, I'm a part of both DGYF and the National Security Language Initiative for Youths, or NISLE's Chinese Academic Year Program, in Gaoshong, Taiwan. Although my NISLE cohort, composed of nine unique individuals from across the United States, originally planned to travel to Taiwan at the end of August or beginning of September in 2020, due to COVID-19, our plans were delayed. And instead, for this past semester, we've been engaging in a virtual program. With our teachers and language partners at the Wenzhou Ursuline University of Languages,、um, and also engaging with our lo- our lovely local coordinator, named Spring, or Chun Hui, Dokui. Back in November, we were informed that only the Nisli programs in Taiwan would be allowed to travel, so the news was a bit. Bittersweet. As a member of the Nisli cohort learning Chinese in Gaoshong, Taiwan, this news meant I am able to travel. But Nisli students learning Chinese in China, in mainland China, would not be able to travel, and neither would those learning Arabic, Korean, or Russian. If I was informed that my entire year would be virtual, I would also be disappointed. I would be disappointed, like those individuals who were not given the opportunity to travel, but would of course try to make the best of the situation. I can completely understand why those Nisli students were and are upset, but I also understand why the State Department deemed it unsafe to travel to those locations to Korea, Russia, mainland China, and. The Middle East. I believe the Arabic program mainly operates in Morocco, actually, which is in Africa, not the Middle East. I'm not positive though. Anyway, this news also meant that many steps needed to be taken to. Prepare for international travel, even more than during non-pandemic times. In addition to filling out many different forms and documents, we were all required to apply for a visa. In 2018, when I applied for a visa to travel to China, I utilized an express service, which made the visa application process quick 
and painless. This time around, the visa application process was far from quick and quite far from painless. After spending multiple hours filling out the online application, I carefully printed and gathered all the necessary documents to send to the Taipei Economic and Cultural Office, or TECO, office in Atlanta, Georgia, which is considered to be, TECO is considered to be one of Taiwan's uh, de facto embassies in the United States. As Taiwan is not officially recognized as a independent country by the United States. So it also, um, in Taiwan, we don't have an embassy. We have a de facto embassy like Taiwan um, has TECO, the TECO offices in the United States. In Taiwan, our de facto embassy is the American Institute I believe it's the American American Institute. Um, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure it's called the American Institute. So it pretty much does everything that a embassy does, but we don't officially call the American Institute an embassy, since we don't officially recognize Taiwan as a independent country. So back to back to the visa application process. So I sent my application around mid-December through USPS. And this was a pretty big mistake. With a lack of resources and a need for restructuring, USPS, the United States Postal Service, was already struggling before the pandemic. But when COVID hit and then the holiday season came rolling around, Packages and letters got stuck in molasses. It took almost two full weeks for my application to get from North Carolina to Georgia. And please note, Georgia is only two states down from North Carolina. There's North Carolina, South Carolina, and then Georgia. So normally it would only take about two to three days for my application to get from NC to Georgia as my package was sent through USPS priority mail. But instead it took two full weeks, practically two full weeks. After my visa application was received by the TECO office in Atlanta, Georgia, the consular division fairly quickly processed my application. But despite calling and emailing to get some sort of confirmation or understanding of the process, I rarely, if ever, received a reply by email or by call. After processed and mailed back to me, my visa took another almost two solid weeks to arrive in my hands, partially due to the election occurring in Georgia at the time. There was the runoff election. So by the time I received my visa on January 12th, We were supposed to travel just eight days later on January 20th. However, the following day, January 13th, we were told that our travel plans were delayed by Taiwan's CDC, um, the equivalent to our American CDC, the one we have in America. I suppose 
13 really is an unlucky number. My dad really has been trying to convince me for years, and sometimes I believe him. This is one of those times. So quickly, about a a week later, plans changed again, as we were given approval to travel by Taiwan CDC. So, it was so crazy, Um, you know, originally being told, we can go, and then we can't go, and then we can go, and then we can't go, and then we can go, and all along not really being certain if if we will be able to travel to Taiwan at some point, or if when they tell us we can travel, if they're actually like certain. Certainty is something that is not nearly as common due to the pandemic. It seems like everything is a bit up in the air. Anyway. I believe this yes and then no and then finally yes situation occurred in part because of the Lunar New Year on February 12th, 2021. Around the Lunar New Year, many Taiwanese living or working elsewhere in the world returned to Taiwan to reunite with their families and celebrate one of the most important holidays of the year. Also, there was recently a small outbreak of COVID in Taiwan. Out of an abundance of caution, many Lunar New Year gatherings and celebrations have been canceled. So, I I mean, I completely understand and respect Taiwan's decision to delay our travel plans. And I'm incredibly grateful that even though our travel plans were delayed, um, we were still granted the opportunity to travel to Taiwan, as well as the Taipei, uh, the other Nisli group traveling to Taipei. Our proposed travel date was moved about two weeks from January 20th to February 5th. The last week of January and first week of February, I prepared to travel pretty sober in regard to excitement, you know, after having been, you know, thrown every which way. (laughs) It's hard to feel overly excited. So after many delays and still many uncertain variables um getting excited about travel just became a bit difficult to ensure we were all um we were all safe to travel as in covid free we were all required to quarantine at home for two weeks prior to domestic travel and take a covid test seven days before domestic travel after that we were required to take a mail-in covid test within three days before traveling to Taiwan. And this is a requirement of the Taiwanese government. After our mail-in COVID test, most individuals in my cohort were booked to fly out two days later. However, there was another sudden change. Apparently, we were not guaranteed results from the mail-in COVID test prior to our international flight. As a result, our implementing organization, IEARN, decided the best course of action was to fly us all over to San Francisco a day early. With only five hours until my new departure, I had to finish packing, say goodbye, and head out the door. February 3rd was a real whirlwind. 
the following day, we took another COVID test, prepared for international travel. As I write this, we are safely traveling to Taiwan with only a few more hours to go. Once we arrive, we will quarantine in individual hotel rooms for about two weeks, or not about two weeks, for exactly two weeks or more, before meeting our host families and beginning in-person Chinese classes. The pandemic has certainly tested my flexibility and taught me to be as prepared as possible and go with the flow. Also, never forget to wear a mask, bring hand sanitizer, and avoid unnecessary physical contact with others, especially when on an airplane or in an airport or in any place where there are a lot of people. For a look into the first part of my gap year and continued adventures, please see my website called Little Dragon's Journey. As a brief overview of my website, there are five main pages, blog, Little Dragon's Journey, using culinary adventures, and reciprocity. So the first tab, blog, is where you'll find all the blog posts I've published since 2018. There are more or less daily blog posts from my Nisli experience in 2018. I engaged in a Nisli Chinese summer program in 2018. Uh, there are a few post-2018 Nisli experience ruminations and reflections, and then currently um, there are 2020-2021 gap year posts, uh, mainly podcast transcripts, as well as additions onto those uh, transcripts. If you go to the second tab, uh, Little Dragon's Podcast, to allow my blog post to be more accessible. I created uh, this podcast. Every Monday, I post episodes in the pattern of gap year letters, culinary adventure journals, 2018 blog post reflections, and one or two additional episodes based on topics of interest or thoughts um, or stories I I wish to share. Please note, throughout February, I've been posting a month's worth of episodes on Monday to share content I created during the first half of my gap year. Um, once we hit March, then I'll just be releasing one episode a week, um, and we'll be on track <laughs> to share more about what's going on. The third tab is called Musing. There you can access the two Chinese language playlists I created on Spotify, one with more chill tunes and the other with more upbeat music I listen to dance or work out to. Uh, if you have any suggestions, I'm all ears. I don't just listen to Chinese music, I'll also listen to music in English. Um, music and Korean and Spanish and lots of other languages. I, I really do love exploring different types of music, uh, different styles. I'm not really particular to one style or the other. Um, when I'm working out, I'm big into listening to more upbeat music and lots of, lots of pop music and other music of that sort. Uh, the last two tabs, so there's culinary adventures. I recently created this page to share pictures of all the different dis- dishes or recipes I've tried this year. Each picture shows the date of creation and links to the recipe. 
I used to make such. And then reciprocity uh, is a tab I created to share some resources for uh, people interested in studying abroad, especially, well, Americans, um, sharing a bit more information about Nisley as as a Nisley alumna and a current program participant. I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunities that Nisley has given me, um, how it's you know, allowed me to really improve my Chinese language skills and engage in the global community in a way that is really difficult to do, you know, just virtually or at home. Um, it really has changed my life and the way and who I am and in parts of my lifestyle as well. So there you'll find some resources about Nisley. I note there are also a lot of other study abroad programs um, and and scholarships available to students. So if you're interested in studying abroad, there is something out there for you. Um, yeah. So while in Taiwan, I will try my best to continue to consistently publish thoughtful content. So please go check out my website if any of the above sounds of interest to you. If you're interested in, you know, reading about my study abroad adventures, if you're interested in listening to my study abroad adventures, if you're interested in exploring some new cool music, you want to check out some of the recipes I've tried. Um, mainly, most of the recipes I've tried this year are... Asian, but there are some that are, or Chinese, um, there are some that are like sugar cookies, gingerbread, um, some other fun little ones, uh, or if you're interested in learning more about Nisli, uh, or applying to Nisli, yeah, so as always, well wishes. I'm Holden. <laughs> Please visit holdenlevin.wixsite.com slash little dragon journey to access the transcript of this episode. And know you're always welcome to contact me through my website, email, or social media. Thank you for joining Little Dragon's Journey. 谢谢你们参加小龙的旅程，拜拜。